summary of the Sikha. One of the uh, the Gemara tells us in regards to Matan Torah, the day of Matan Torah, that Rabbi Yosef on would make a party on Shavuos, and he would say the reason for this celebration is because if it wasn't for this day and what it caused there are many Yosefs this was Rabbi Yosef there are many Yosefs in the marketplace in other words as Rashi says if not for me studying Torah then I'd be like any other Yosef out in the street so there are a number of questions on the way Rabbi Yosef put it first of all why did he say this day and what it caused he means Matan Torah, so why didn't he say Matan Torah or Torah? Also, the, it wasn't the day of Matan Torah that uh, caused, that started the learning of Torah. The Avos uh, learned Torah leposki yeshivim abeseinu. There was never a time when they didn't study Torah and so on. So there was Torah being learned already before the day of Matan Torah. Also, why does he say the Kagorin? What this day brought about, caused when the word Gorim means an indirect cause, it's not the direct uh, purpose of what that day meant to accomplish, it's some side effect which uh, was accomplished that came about as a result of that day, why is it a side effect, what does he mean by that it's possible to say that what he meant was by this day, he means not the Matan Torah itself, but that Hashem then chose the Yidin as the Amskula, as his chosen nation, and maybe that's what he meant but if then, if that's the case, so then it's not about him at all. And his learning of Torah, every year is included in that. So therefore, that can't be the only thing that he's referring to. He must be referring to study of Torah as well. Also, why does he say, Kama Yosef? There are a number of Yosefs. Why didn't he just say, there are many people in the street? And why does he say, Beshuka? Beshuka means in the marketplace. Why didn't he just say, there are many people out there? He, he seems to name Beshuka to, to be specific about that too so we need to understand all of these things so the explanation is, is this we've all heard already before that the difference between the uh, study of Torah and the fulfilling of mitzvahs as it took place in the time of the Ovis and as it took place after Matan Torah is very fundamentally different before Matan Torah the Ovis were a non-mitzvah they were not commanded to do it and they did it anyway. After Matan Torah, we were commanded to do it, and so we do it. What is the difference? If you do it without being commanded by Hashem to do it, so then, other than to yourself, that you did something which you know that Hashem would want to be done at least later, it, does, it, it didn't have any effect on what you did, because the Hashem created the world without these holy, uh, without a holy nature, without a spiritual element to it and therefore when we don't have the power we yes but the others did not have the power a human doesn't have the power to be able to transform that into a spiritual thing into an object of Kedusha in the words of Niglet a shol Kedusha on the other hand when once Hashem gave us the mitzvah he commanded us to do it so then he infused that mitzvah with the ability to be able to transform the physical object as well into an object of mitzvah which explains to us why why it is that when Avram Avinu wanted to uh, administer an oath to Eliezer he said what he was saying was take hold of my bris milah 
which is the, a holy object, and uh, you'll make your oath. That will be what you will hold as a holy object to make the oath. So the question is, why did he choose that? That is not a. That seems to be a non-sneezedic way of uh, of conducting oneself, and especially that Avraham Avinu did all the mitzvahs in the Torah, so he could have had some other holy object that he could have told him to hold. But the answer is, all the other objects did not have any holiness, as we said before. But Mila was told to Avraham Avinu by Hashem that he should do it. So therefore, that was infused. And that became a cheftzah shol mitzvah. That's why that's, that was the only one that he could choose to administer the oath. Still, there is a difference between Avram Avinu's mila and the way we do mila today. As the Rambam says that we do not do it because Avram Avinu did it, or because Avram Avinu was told to do it. We do it because Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu Ad Matan Torah to do it. Because there is obviously a difference when a an individual Avram Avinu gets a personal directive from Hashem to do a mitzvah, or when Hashem gave this as a general rule for all the yidden, and so on, so that, it, that's infused with a greater power, and that's how, that's the reason that we do the mitzvah. And that's what we can explain about what Rabbi Yosef was saying. If not for this day, which brought about this change, Kama Yosef Ike there are many, the word Yosef also means to add, to increase. The purpose of a mitzvah is to increase holiness in the world. But if not for this day, there are many increases that we could have brought to the world. But it would have meant something entirely different. It would have affected only the person doing it, but it wouldn't have changed the shukah. The world would have remained an ordinary shuk. Now that Hashem has given, the, through Matan Torah, has given us the commands to do the mitzvahs, now it fundamentally changes the entire world, the shuk, into a place of holiness. You can transform the world into a place of holiness as a result. And Rashi also adds the word, I studied, that Rabbi Yosef was saying, I studied Torah v'nisre mamti, and I was elevated as a result of it. What he meant, according to the way we're explaining it now, is that just as the world and objects in the world can be transformed into a matter of holiness, or an object of holiness, so also the Yid that's learning Torah, he becomes transformed as a result of the Torah. In other words, in addition to the fact that Hashem has chosen every Yid and, and made him holy, but when you study Torah, it elevates you to a higher level even more than that because now we have a, the Torah is able to transform the person who studies Torah. Now to explain the word, the Kagorim, which brought about a side effect. As we said before, before Matan Torah, there was only the, the mitzvahs that were done were only attributed to the person that did them, but had nothing to do with the object with which it was done. And after Matan Torah, we say that the object with which one does a mitzvah, or conversely, with, with, with which, which done, one does an Avera, is also becomes lowered and becomes a of a reviled thing, because it, be, it, it was used in the act of an Avera. But in addition to that, there is also another point. By Matan Torah, the very concept of mitzvahs being able to be attributed to physical objects came about. So therefore, there are things in the world, like let's say as an example, an esrig. An esrig is a fruit with which one can do a mitzvah. An apple isn't, doesn't have those properties. So there's already a difference between an esrig and, a, and an apple because an esrig, you can do a mitzvah with it. So it has the properties of a, 
of a chefza, of an object with which one can do a mitzvah. Obviously, there's going to be a difference between the esrig before you did the mitzvah with it and after you did the mitzvah with it, because then you infused it with the holiness of the actual mitzvah. But there is already an importance to an esrig even before you do the mitzvah as the object with which one can do a mitzvah just like those things which we are commanded to stay away from non-kosher things so they are by their very nature also an object of an Aveira they are reviled even if you don't do an Aveira with them they are just something that is on a lower level and should be stay, stay away from it and this concept came about by Matan when Hashem gave the ability to be able to do the mitzvah with it or conversely the Aveira with it which explains something that we say in the Haggadah it says that I would think that you should start telling the story of Pesach from Rish Chaydish. so the Pasuk teaches no How do, why would you think that you should start telling the story of, uh, of uh, Pesach from Rish Chaydish? What's a, what is it about Rish Chaydish that lends itself to telling the story of Pesach and the answer is since Hashem commanded about the mitzvah of Korban Pesach and the Matzah and Morer already from Rish Chedesh, that's when he said a Chedesh as Olechem, that's when he gave the mitzvah so you would think that he brought into the reality of the world already these types of mitzvahs that these are important mitzvahs back in Mitzrayim and therefore, and that's what's going to lead to Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim that will lead us to Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim so therefore you would think that at the story of telling of the story of Mitzrayim can start from then because you already have Matzah and Marer as a reality of a mitzvah at that time and as well as Karben Pesach so the Pasuk says no they have to actually be sitting in front of you in order to be able to tell the story of Pesach but that explains why we would think that it should be from Rish Chodesh. and based on this we can explain why it was Rabbi Yosef that was the one that said this what's unique about Rabbi Yosef that he said it one can ask the question this idea that there are things that can be transformed once Matan Torah was given you can transform an object into Ketusha you can ask the question what about somebody that doesn't have the Chiyuv the mitzvah to do it for instance a woman there are certain mitzvahs like uh, let's say shaking the lulav and Esri because it's a positive mitzvah which is related to a specific time she doesn't have the Chiyuv to do it when she shakes an Esri and she's the only one that uses the Esri does she infuse it with holiness as in Chepzah the Ketusha because she is not a Metzubah Vaisa. So there's one way that you can say she's not a Metzubah Vaisa, so she, doesn't, she can't do that. Or you can say that once Hashem has made it possible, has transformed the Nesrig into an object of Ketusha, of uh, a Chepzah of Mitzvah, even if you don't have the direct Chiyuv to do it, but since you did it, you have the ability to elevate it into a Chepzah Shel Ketusha. And therefore Rabbi Yosef, had this question in regards to himself. Rabbi Yosef was a blind person. He was blind. And therefore there is a, an opinion that says that a blind person is potter from all the mitzvahs. Therefore Rabbi Yosef had the question if he does a mitzvah, does it elevate him? Does it, he elevate the, uh, the object that he is doing the mitzvah with since he might be potter from all the mitzvahs? When he learns Torah, since he's potter from learning Torah, it wouldn't elevate him as is particular to the elevation that Torah brings to the person that learns it, it wouldn't elevate him because he's not chayiv to do it. And that was Rabbi Yosef's uh, uh, idea that that a, an indirect 
um, result of what this day which brought the ability to be able to, to transform uh, objects of, uh, of the world into Kedush, into Chavtzah Mitzvah he held that, this, that he was able to elevate it in other words he went with the opinion that just because there is the ability out there for it to be elevated even if he's not a Mitzvah he's still elevating it the same would be true for a woman too of course and that's why it was particularly meaningful to him that this could be done even by somebody who was blind and as far as Rabbi Yosef is concerned even if you want to ask the question is it really possible that somebody that doesn't have the mitzvah can have the same impact on the object as somebody who does have the mitzvah who is a mitzvah Yosef? so Rabbi Yosef said, was of the opinion that since he is a Sinai which means he was the a rabbi whom everyone had to depend on because he had the knowledge of all of halacha that was uh, that was available at that time and they would come to him and he was the one who gave the psokim and he was everyone relied on him so even though he himself wasn't chayev to do the mitzvahs but since everyone had to depend on him therefore that elevated him at least to a level as if he were part of the mitzvah v'aisa. that was particular to him now this whole explanation was given in terms of nigla, in words of nigla, in concepts of nigla. But of course this goes very well with what is explained in the Chassidus, that by Matan Torah there was a separate, the separation that existed between the spiritual and the physical was taken away and now it's possible to infuse, give spirituality to a physical object as well. It dovetails very well very beautifully with how Nigla looks at it and that there, these, it's divided into categories or levels there is an object with which a mitzvah can be done but it hasn't yet been chosen to do a mitzvah with it there's an esser growing on a tree in Italy and then there is when it was picked and it was sold to a yid and he is preparing it he is going to do the mitzvah with it that infuses it with a greater amount of and then when he actually does the mitzvah then it becomes even holier and that you can't, you're not allowed to use it for anything else it has to be used only for the mitzvah for the seven days of sukkahs and so on as Chassidus explains these things in detail